0: Damer Hamlin was a guy, is a guy, who wanted to play football his whole life. His mother had jobs, did everything she could to get him so he could f- pursue his dreams. And football is a... Cr- I love football. I love watching football. There's something about it. The stories, the camaraderie. The, it's violent. It's violent. The, the, the energy, the athleticism, the power of the athletes, the speed, the intensity, the... It, it really, when you think about it, how many minutes is it a game of actual action? And you're just riveted. I'm just riveted. It's my favorite sport to watch. I can watch it hand down. That's the only sport I can watch day in and day out. Day out. And there's storylines. You watch Tulane yesterday, and I'm screaming at the television because I, I have nothing vested. It's gumbo chef school. I have nothing vested in Tulane, but I'm watching a game. They're down. They get a touchdown. Then they get a kickoff that. The USC guy, I don't know, fair catching, fumbles it out of bounds is the one. They get a safety. They get the ball back. They're down by six, and they have a fourth down. Quarterback runs for a first down. They get a touchdown at the end, which at first they call it. They said it's he, he didn't catch it, and then you see he never, the ball never hit the ground. They get an extra point. They win. They win a game that, you know, I mean, unbelievable. You watch the game, the people, the kids, the crying, the, the, the tears of joy, the hard work the coach getting choked up after the game, the players, everybody, the fans, me, me, just watching a game. And then last night, you're pumped to watch a football game. You, you know, I'm watching the Rose Bowl. I don't care. I get invested in the second half. I'm watching Penn State dominate. I saw, see Cam Rising giving everything he can for Utah, the quarterback, running when he should be sliding, getting hit, knocked out, knee. Everything falls apart. Utah fans, they come strong. Penn State always draws. And Sean Clifford, a sixth-year player, Wins his last game gets offensive MVP tears in his eyes at the end of the game. James Franklin, 11 and 2, ties his best start ever at Penn State. It's their only their second win in the Rose Bowl. They won a 95 that team with Kajana Carter where he ran the first play for a touchdown. I mean, things like that, it's it's you you remember I remember that game when they beat Oregon 38-29 90, 1995 Rose Bowl. A team that 94 team should have been number 1. They were that good. They were that This is before the playoff this is before the playoffs. And now you look at a team like Tulane and you're like, if you had the playoffs, that, you know, what would happen? Would they, maybe they'd make a rumble. You know, USC showed no defense. You have a quarterback and I'll tell you, I'll give it up. He is a hell of a quarterback. The Heisman, Caleb Williams, he can play. But Lincoln Riley, you know, you, you come to USC, you take all that money and you would over have a defense that can stop anybody. Hey, you're up, you're up, you're up 15 with six minutes left, game's over. Game should be over. You gotta be able to put a team away. You didn't, you lost the game. And Tulane never gave up, never gave up. And then he got DeMar Hamlin playing the game he loves. There's a picture of him up. He had a toy drive in his hometown. Very, very, very near and dear to him in McKees Rocks, Pennsylvania. They had raised $2,500 for the toy drive over millions now. Even dipshit OJ Simpson. What, what did, uh, Bumble sent me something. OJ Simpson prayers, uh, for, for, uh, DeMar Hamlin. Someone said, did not you, you know, you know, you and that's what I feel like. I, you know, all the NFL teams said pray for Demar number three. I agree. Pray for him. Pray for him. The game and 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 it took so long to cancel the game. They were they were in no shape to play the game. I had never seen anything like that before. He he gets he gets hit by T Higgins. Bart Scott said it was a legal hit. On get up, he's going off on saying that it was an illegal hit when they showed it was a, a shoulder to the right shoulder. He hit them. He hit him in a spot, and and. And I knew right away, and Michigan said the same thing, heart, it's heart, it's heart. Cardiac arrest in the field, they had to give him, they had to give him CPR, they had to give him oxygen. I never saw anything like that for, I mean, it, the delay turned into longer and longer and longer. And then it's not about football anymore. It's about, you know, here's a guy, a young, healthy person at 24 years old. What caused this? What Did he get hit at the, did he get hit at, at a spot in his body that just caused everything to... Go haywire. I, I, I'm not a doctor, but this is a condition. A Michigan's friend's, uh has a fr- friend who's a doctor, and there's a condition, which, you know, I, I'm not a medical person, but I, it was the heart. And he, you know, he's in critical condition. My dad calls me. He's talking about it. He goes, the next couple days are critical. Did he have lo- oxygen loss to the brain? He's in a, I think he's in a medically induced coma right now. The He's in critical condition. I mean, he's 24 years old. His whole life's ahead of him. Is he and, and and my buddy was asking, me, is he ever gonna play again? I go, play again. Let's let's get him healthy. I mean, if he can have a healthy life and he can't play again, you know, this is a guy who can still change people's lives. But his mom was there at the game. Imagine you're seeing your child. You know, you know, you know. Hey, everybody. They all know the risks. All the guys in ESPN talking about a, a booger, and you know, talking about how he's never seen anything that bad. But you always, you know, the risks. And you know, Rich Cimini said, "When, when, when Bird when got, got um, paralyzed, Dennis Bird, they they played the game, and I didn't know this. I, I did not know this, but back in, you know, every time you learn something new, but people put names up, and someone brought up how, how uh, when 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 uh, Darrell Waltrip." got into that accident and it looked like just a crash into a wall but it snapped his neck and they changed how the inside of the of the race cars after that. He brought up that how that was a moment. But Bart Scott saying that T Higgins putting that a T Higgins head, they're playing football. What a legal hit. And you know they and ESPN put the bot you know, you know, said hey, you know, it was a normal football play. hit him with the right shoulder. They clarified it during the show and Bart Scott, dude that's not something you should be talking about. And then you're putting all this blame on T. Higgins, a wide receiver. You don't think he's thinking about this every minute of the day? Yeah, it, it's terrible. And yeah, and NFL Executive Vice President of Health and Safety, Jeff Miller, says the emergency action plan, EAP, each team rehearses annually in advance of the season Works uh, worked as designed. Last night, as part of the plan, there is an airway management physician on-site, an ambulance at each stadium, a level one trauma center at each city, all medical personnel team and independent and game officials also meet an hour before kickoff to coordinate and review the plan his mom was there yeah his mom worked daycare cleaning business you know anything to make him a football star she did all that stuff so i mean i was just like yeah i mean yeah and then Diggs tried to get into the uc medical center and cole uh, uh, Coley Harvey, ESPN guy, vouched for him so he could get into the hospital so he could go check in on his teammate and buddy. And then Tr- Troy Vincent said there was no five-minute warm-up given to the Bills and Bengals. ESPN re- refutes that, saying there was. I mean, they're back at, who, you know, in the end, who cares? The coaches stood up for each other. And you have to you have to give the coaches the, you know, you have to give th- that they both stood up for each other uh, McDermott and – wait, who – what's the Bengals coach? I'm blanking on the – and and Taylor, Bengals coach, that they both said, hey, listen, th- th- I saw that um, Diggs was trying to get the team pumped up with, saying, with Zach Taylor. So Zach Taylor and Sean McDermott were on the same page. But Diggs did a speech to the team, and then afterward, they went back to the bench, and the guys were sitting there crying. They couldn't play. I mean, there's – you know, I mean, I think we have to realize that situations like this, it's not the same. I always – and this isn't the same situation, but I remember what I was telling Michigan about this, that Thiesman, when he got that hit from LT, was talking about how, you know, he was planning on playing another two, three years. And he went from playing two or three years to wonder what he was going to do next. And Michigan said, well, he turned out all right. But at that moment, he didn't know. You don't know what you're going to do next. You know, you don't plan. You know, we don't always think about the future. None of us think that far ahead we know sometimes we're just day to day people we're week to week people we don't have these grand 10 15 years ahead and every time you know the new year comes we have all these resolutions we're going to do but how many do we follow through through how many how many of us take those chances how many people take those risks how many people really go for the things they really want in life a lot of us life gets in the way it just you move and what i'm trying to say is that you know he was just playing the game he was in that moment right there and in a flash, everything changed. And you're 24 years old. You're not thinking about, you're thinking you now what post career, you're just like playing a game right now. You're trying to get your team a number one seed. And the NFL postponed the game, suspended the game, and now they're not going to make it up. And everybody went after, you know, um, went, went after uh, Skip Bayless. Now, I didn't think what he said, he, this is what he said no doubt the NFL is considering postponing the rest of the game, but how? This late in the season, a game of this magnitude is crucial to the regular season outcome, which suddenly seems so irrelevant. Now, I read it as that he wrote all this stuff, and they said, well, it's really not that important. In the end, you have a life at stake, and if you can't make up the game, you can't make up the game, and you'll work around it, and the playoffs will happen. I mean, but right now, it's about getting this guy healthy and going from there. And they were ripping the shit out of him. They were nasty as hell. And then he went on today, and I was like, That's why I feel like, you know, we don't have anything to talk about today. You have a lot to talk about. He goes, I thought about not doing the show. I didn't know if I could do it today. I was up all night thinking about it. That's why you do the show. That's why you talk about these things. Because I love football. And I said to Michigan last night, is it going to cause, someone's going to die in the field, is it going to stop it? She said, people have been paralyzed playing football, hockey, you know, I mean, this guy got beamed by a baseball. He's been killed playing baseball. Boxing, they're all still around. She's got a point there. That I mean, the ratings are through the roof. You didn't hear Goodell making any statement, which he should have. I thought NFL didn't do shit. I thought they took forever. I didn't hear anything from Goodell should have been. Uh, you know, he's the commissioner. Someone should have been saying something, and it was all like statements. It was all these bullshit political statements, and I thought no one really, the guys who really took the the bull by the ring, bull by the horns was was uh, the coaches. Taylor saw how distraught you saw Burrow and Josh Allen, and you know they were in, in the end they were just players. Five minutes to get themselves together? No, they were pumping his chest, and, and that's what Joe Buck said. They were they were CPR, CPR, trying to get feeding him oxygen. It was a they said they never had seen anything like that, and you know they've seen everything. You've seen guys get injured, guys, and what what did Ryan Clark said when he was at LSU? Who was the coach? Nardone. And he said, somebody got his knee torn, and he said, okay, it was the practice field. And he said, move the play over there. They just moved on. Then that's what you had to learn. But this was different. This was different. A guy didn't get up. The way he collapsed, you know, I mean, I've seen concussions, but he stayed down, and the way he went down, he collapsed. It was, you knew some. It, yeah, it was scary as shit. Yeah, it, it was, yeah, it, if, and, and So back on October 24th, 1971, Lions hosted the Bears at Tiger Stadium. Um, Detroit Trail, 2023, Lions were driving in Chicago Territory, and Hughes, that's this guy's name, was, what was his name? Hughes, yeah, and I looked him up. So I didn't know, but he died. Hughes. Hughes on the Lions. I, I know I looked this up. Hughes. Because someone brought it up. Yeah, Mike Hughes. No. Was that who it was? No, no. Chuck Hughes. Chuck Hughes. So Chuck Hughes caught a pass from quarterback Landry, who entered the game as an injury replacement, 32 yards and a first down to the Bears, 37th. Three plays later, Landry threw a pass that tight end Charlie Sanders dropped near the end zone. Hughes, a decoy in the play, began running back to the huddle with 102 showing the clock. Suddenly, he dropped to the turf clutching his t- chest around the 20-yard line. He collapsed near Dick Buckus, saw him convulse violently in the field, motioned the sideline frantically to get him assistance. They happened to, So there was both team doctors and trainers along with a physician that happened to be attending the game, ran, tried to save him, and an ambulance was called and arrived to take him to Henry Ford Hospital where he was pronounced dead at 5.34 in the afternoon. The game was played to its conclusion with a now-stunned silent crown at Tiger Stadium with the Bears' lead holding the lines awaited word of Hughes' condition after the game. The players were informed once word had broken that he was dead. Postmortem exam- examination revealed that Hughes was suffering from undiagnosed advanced art- arteriosclerosis. One of his coronary arteries was 75% blocked, and that he had a family history of heart disease. It was a coronary thrombosis which caused a massive myocardial infarction that cut off the blood supply to his heart. He was buried in San Antonio and all 40 of his line teammates attended his funeral, including head coach Joe Schmidt. He was survived by his wife, Sharon uh, Leah, and by his son, who was one years old and 11 months at the time, Brandon Shane. A $10,000 trust fund was set up for his son by an insurance company. His widow filed a $21.5 million, this is in 71, malpractice lawsuit against Henry Ford Hospital in 72 for not diagnosing his condition when he was hospitalized after complaining of chest pains. And it was settled in 74 for an undisclosed amount of money they went they played the game still and i just saw something a cardi i mean everybody's posting something but uh, what did i just see yeah i just saw something yeah i thought i saw something about a cardiologist oh and uh jacques Vaughn was east eastern conference coach of the month yeah, get all this stuff. I, I know. I'm all, and Willie Green for the Pelicans and Jacques Vaughn were coaches of the month. Good for him. But I thought I saw something with a cardiologist. I thought I saw something with a cardiologist. Yeah, cardiologist explains how Demar Hamlin's cardiac arrest may have happened. So this is this is this is how they're saying. Uh, the hit had to occur at a certain point in time that was only five milliseconds long. Dr. Mark Cohen, chairman of the Department of Medicine at Newark Beth Israel Medical Center. If that had occurred one millisecond after or before, this may not have happened. It looked like a, t- a routine tackle. He got to his feet, adjusted his face back, and immediately fell on his back. Yeah. One common medical explanation, explanation is commotia cortis, though that is considered more of an instantaneous reaction that would be a challenge to explain how harm, ha- Hamlin rose to his feet. There's a time in the cycle of the heart where we are at risk. If we were to tap the heart, we can cause the heart to go into ventricular fibrillation. More likely than not, what happened is he got up and his rhythm became chaotic. That may have taken a few seconds to occur. Cohen also noticed on replay that Higgins stopped Hamlin's chest when they collided, but Hamlin's head snapped back and forth. When your head goes ping-ponging, it's very possible that a tremendous amount of adrenaline may be released. And that adrenaline triggers the heart to go into a chaotic rhythm, which we call ventricular fibrillation. They said it also could be car crash victims who who slammed through a steering wheel before the the popularization of the seatbelt and airbag. You would tear your aorta at a certain point in your chest where the rest of you was going forward, but your your aorta is pinned down by subligaments. That would cause a catastrophic tear. But they said on-field defibrillation could have revived his heartbeat, but the unknown is whether the heart is pumping enough blood to the rest of the body, including the breathing center of the brain. That's where the problem is. Yeah. So I guess we'll see what happens. They did They did get a quick action on the field and said there should be a wake-up call to make sure safety equipment is already available throughout cities to encourage bystander CPR. Yeah, and that's the thing. Had to happen right away because that's we don't know what happened with the brain. But all... Yeah, it was just, it's crazy. You know, Pit Coach Pat Narduzzi said, more than a football player, loving son, brother, and friend, here are the thousands of Pittsburgh kids. Love you, praying for you. Pitt always had your back. Now, entire country does too. Yeah. Had a toy drive in McKee's Rocks, Pennsylvania. It never saw that anything like that in my life. It just was, yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Will I stop watching football? No, probably not. No. Am I, you know, I mean, it happened. You know, I mean, that's the game. That's life. My cousin, Hal, they had a baby last night. I mean, that's, it's a cycle. I'm not saying, I'm saying that's what happens. You know, someone's born, someone dies. I'm not saying, I'm not saying he's, but I'm just saying that life, things happen in life. The NFL's a billion dollar industry. There's a wake up call. You have to have things maybe the, I don't know if they could have more protection on the body to you know a chest protector but then that's another thing constricting a player on the field. Listen. Bomani Jones had it, has it right. We had, this this is the thing. This is for football. This is the thing with football. Okay? This is it in a nutshell. Bomani Jones. This is this is this is the thing. It's it is a violent game and he said something great, and I was like, "This is great." What? What? He said something, and I was like, "Yeah." On whether football will ever be safe following the collapse of safety of uh, you know what happened with Hamlin. He says it's like trying to make a safe cigarette. You can't. Vaping isn't safe. Everybody's doing it. You know what you're getting into, and this is something. It was a freak occurrence, but it could happen. It it, it happens. Someone's telling me that uh, one of my clients is telling me. This kid went out to get 24-year-old kid went out to get groceries, walked outside the door, and collapsed and died. 24 years old. No, no one knew any condition he had. It happens. It's a scary thing, and I hope I hope T. Higgins knows that the game of football, things happen, and it wasn't his fault. It was a freak occurrence, and yeah. So th- that's what I wanted to talk about with that today. Yeah, that's what I wanted to talk about, Mr. CS. Uh, C show Muhammad, you got any thoughts about what happened yesterday with the football game? Because it's funny. I was talking to Lanker. He didn't even know, wasn't even watching the game. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. And I, I, yeah, I I had all these notes. Do I talk about everything? I said, do I talk about the, I, I want to talk about a lot of stuff today, but I want to start with this. I did. We'll see what happens going forward. Yeah. And Rich Zimini said 30 years ago when Dennis broke his neck at Giant Stadium was chilling. They continued game after he was transported via ambulance to hospital. Afterwards, teammates said it was impossible to focus. Yeah, it's impossible. All this stuff, and geez, the game's going, no, that's it. Game over. Guy gets hurt. The guy in the World Cup had a heart attack. Dropped in the field. They postponed the game. They, yeah, in, in a qualified, yeah, you just, World Championship. You just, that's it. Stop the game. That's it for today. Don't make the guys to keep playing. Maybe this is in the future. Shit like this happens. Someone gets taken off by a goddamn ambulance. Game's over. Maybe you learned something here that, you know what? To make the guys to go on playing and just, you know, it doesn't work. Agent 18 band. People listen. To, I mean, that this is a thing for the future that when shit like this happens, a, a, a catastrophic instance, instance like this happens, it's time to, like, say, okay, we can play another day, but today we're not playing. And hopefully, you know, we learn from this. Yeah. Yeah, it, it just it can't keep going on. Yeah, it really can't. Yeah Yeah, so we'll see what happens We'll know more in the next couple of days But time will tell on that front Yeah, so And Martina Navar- Tova, Diagnosed with throat breast cancer Second time breast cancer 2010 She said she's starting treatments this month Prognosis good See Something happens And then Martina's dealing And she's just like Fuck, I'm gonna deal with it You know what? Hey, I'm a fighter that's what. That's what we get. That's what's great about people. We get knocked down. We get back up. It's a marathon, not a sprint. You got to keep going every day. You get. You just keep going and going. Look at Tulane. I know it's a football game, but they didn't give up. They just kept going and going and going. They didn't. Okay, we're down. Hey, next play. Make the next play. Make the, it's nothing exists but this moment, and that's what you have to do sometimes. Listen, Green Wave scored 32 in the second half. A Tulane player was yelling out. Uh, out on the way back to, to the locker room after the game, saying they hear they heard Tulane, but they didn't know we was Louisiana. Went from two and ten to twelve and two—the best, biggest turnaround ever. Never quit, never quit, and it's huge. I mean, Double Chef, I trained him today wearing his Tulane shirt. So proud of his school. So proud of the fans at the game. It was awesome. It was, it was, it was beautiful. The fans there, the team there. You know, uh, Michael Pratt. Seventeen completions in the whole game, two thirty-four, two touchdowns, in interception. You had your you had um Tajay Spears, who had a big fumble, two hundred five yards, four touchdowns. Caleb Williams threw for four sixty-two, five touchdowns, a cotton ball record. Brendan Rice, Joy, Jerry Rice's kid, 174 yards in the day and two touchdowns. And it was the first win for Tulane against an AP top ten since September 17, 1983, and his first major bowl win since the Sugar Bowl on January first 35 and the Tulane, uh, uh, Tulane, um, whatchamacallit, uh, head coach, he said that, uh, Willie Fritz said that this was making up when they lost to USC in the 32 Rose Bowl. I thought that was funny. Yeah. 15 points, six minutes left, total meltdown. Yeah. They had the moment of the sun. And this is the Green Wave only ran 52 plays, but averaged over 10 yards per play. Uh, Spears had 17 rushes for 205, four touchdowns. And Pratt, who despite getting sacked twice, led a 12-play, 304 game-winning drive. Biggest turnaround in FBS history. Two in tennis at 12-2. and two. Unbelievable. And, and this is interesting. Lincoln Riley and Willie Fritz were both first-time head coaches at 33-year-olds. Riley's first job was at Oklahoma. Fritz was at Blinn Junior College. He's won everywhere he's been from way down in the valley to cotton champs. Over the past five years, FBS teams are one win, 1,692 losses when trailing by at least 15 points with five minutes to play. Now they're two wins, 1,692 losses. And Fritz has won everywhere he's been. He's played for championships at JUCO, D2, FCS. When he, when he, when he got the trophy, the cotton ball trophy, he did a fist. He said, I was never one of those guys that thought about the future. When I asked if he imagined this moment, I always coach where my feet are and that's the way we have to be in life. You have to coach, you can't think about what happened, what's going to happen ahead. You got to be where you're, you got to be where you are right here. You got to be present. And you know what? Maybe this moment with the football game is maybe make us all present that shit can't keep, you know that injuries aren't just like when there's stuff like this happens that we got to take a second and realize that these are human beings out there too and we can't just go and expect them to keep playing again. And it's a fucking game. It's one game. You know what? Okay, you don't make it up. Shit. Oh Okay. Oh, so the whole season's ruined? You're, see, you're going going dipshit wrote, you know uh, it's bullshit. They cancel the game and all that stuff, and what these guys have to play. Yeah, I I disagree. I think it's a game where you have to be completely focused, and when you're not focused, someone can get really seriously injured, and your head's not in the game, and that has to be yeah. So that doesn't work for me. I I, I people just assholes come out of the woodwork. They just come out. It's just ridiculous. And how about this? So, you know, the AAC lost uh, lost a bunch of teams to the Big 12. And UCF is leaving. I forget who, which, which AAC teams. Yeah, they're losing a bunch of teams to the AAC teams going to Big 12. You have Cincinnati, Houston, and UCF. And it was nice. And all those teams have been to the college football playoff. And it's nice to see a team that's still part of the conference, Tulane, you know, get a win. USC was a a two-and-a-half-point favorite. And in in New Year's Six Bowls now, the American Athletic Conference is three and four. He said this was revenge for the 32 Rose Bowl loss. Yeah, I mean, this is a team. They decided, Tulane decided to leave the SEC in 66. They voted to keep the program when it was nearly disbanded in 85. The 1998 team went undefeated in the first year of the BCS, but didn't get a top 10 bowl matchup against a major conference. Sean King was actually at the game on Monday, the starting quarterback. It was for those who voted to keep the program in, uh, in Division 1A in 2003, and those who helped the program get through t- Hurricane Katrina in 2005 when every game was played away from home. Thank you, Chris Vanini, for that. Just, it's all, that's, yeah, I love it. I do. And it's not gonna make me stop, but it's gonna make you think that this, it's, it's a scary game. It's a very scary game. And a career could be over in an instant. It's happened before. It'll, it'll happen again. Guys, now hopefully something like this won't happen again. But it could. And that's that's the ch- You know, is it going to make me stop watching football? No. I watch boxing. I watch MMA. I watch all that stuff. I just do. You know, I mean, I guess I'm not going to change. I mean, I'm going to watch. And it makes you think for a second. But I, I love sports. I just love the competition. I love I love because it's it's not scripted. You don't know what can happen. Anything's possible. That's what I love about it. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what I. Yeah, I mean, that's about it. Yeah, yeah. And I had the, you know, you know, I can talk about the Jets. You know, uh, Salad defends Mike LaFleur. He said, "Uh, off." He said, "The Jets' offensive struggle. No, You know what? That's the problem. It is a marathon. It is a. It's it's a marathon, not a sprint. But." the problem is it isn't a marathon in in the, life is but not in sports you're not given this un, unlimited amount of time and if things don't start working out like michael LaFleur, you know you can't go from 7 to 4 7 to 9 go from a playoff spot to nothing with that great defense you don't have a quarterback you know you don't have Sally notes how far we've come from the day joe and i locked arms and walked in two years ago not making the playoffs a bitter pill to swallow yeah but there's a lot to be excited about He said, uh, Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall, AVT, those two guys are out for the season. Gardner. He says, asked about his belief in Zach Wilson. He points to Daniel Jones, who's having a remarkable year. Of course, he's not Daniel Jones. It takes time. The problem is that you don't have time because coaches won't have, if if he doesn't get the job done, if he goes three to five games where he's not getting the job done, you have to yank him. And if it's another season, ownership wants results and you're judged by wins and losses. So there isn't, this infinite amount of time you have to make things happen he said there are many so many ex-jets having success elsewhere if there's any franchise that should recognize that hey maybe we should give these young guys a bit of time it's this organization well you know what someone david white hupton wrote well i agree with the principles it was jd salad who moved on from sam and gina was finding success in year nine with his fourth team not sure how many teams have stuck with a highly drafted quarterback and waited nine years for production nobody there's nobody So, you can't. You don't have all this time. If he doesn't show and he's not putting the work and he's not getting done the field, it's year two. Daniel Jones has shown moment. And when he doesn't, he's running the ball and he's been with the different coaches. They finally brought in a coach. They made the playoffs this year. He's done it with his legs. He just keeps grinding. I haven't seen any of that from Zach Wilson. Nothing. I I, I don't see that. He's not the guy. He isn't. And, you know, your your offensive coordinator? Okay. What happens next year? You start 0 5? What happens? Is he gone? Is Salah gone? Is Douglas gone? I told you that thing before. When a quarterback that they draft high, if it doesn't work out, you don't get a second chance. You're out within the, you you got a, like a very short window. You get drafted guy number two, you expect him to make progress, to show, str- show strides. He is not. He is not at all. And it's a very, it's been a very disappointing year. Really shitty year. And you know what I was thinking too? JJ Watt. You see how good he was in bad moms? I love them in bad moms as a gym teacher that guy should be on TV. Not 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 Brady. It should be JJ Watt. JJ Watt's awesome. I love JJ Watt. I do. I think he's fantastic. I think he would be fantastic on TV. Yeah. He and Jerry Jones said they'll not rest any players against the Commanders. Too much to play for, you know, he wants the division title and first round bye. Yeah, of course he does. And he's the coach. And you see how this happens with this franchise. It doesn't matter. Yeah, because if not, they're going to play at Tampa Bay, and McCarthy and Dak Prescott will go down to the first playoff game. I guarantee that. Yeah, and Iowa defensive lineman Lucas Van Ness going into the draft, six sacks this past year, seven the year before. And how about this? January 3rd, 1983, Tony Dorsett ran 99 yards for a touchdown with only nine teammates in the field with him against Minnesota Monday Night Football. 99 yards with 10 guys in the field. Bananas. Uh, Doc Rivers guarantees that the Eagles will play in Super Bowl, what is it, 57? Yeah, wait, 60, yeah. It's been going on since before I was born. Or is it 55? What's LV? You know, I'm, I'm terrible at Roman numerals. Are we already in LV, LVII number? It is 57. Wow, 57. Yeah, and I saw McCaffrey has a mild ankle sprain. He'll play this week. Come on. Who you can. it. Hooker's going to the NFL after the his knee for Tennessee. David Carr about his brother said uh said De- Derek was fully invested in Raiders. Was he appreciated? No. It wasn't Derek that changed. It was the Raiders. Better go somewhere else, dude. You know what that 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 that's a shit storm. Yeah. Uh Ty J Spears is going pro after rushing for fifteen hundred and eighty one yards, nineteen touchdowns, seven yards per carry this year for Dulane. He was phenomenal. And this this, this is football players. So All-Pro Safety Jordan Poyer for the Bills has been playing with a torn meniscus, has and will continue to play with a torn meniscus. These guys, that's what they do. You know, they break bones, they wear a cast, they do this stuff, they're different. That's how the guys, they're warriors. That's how they play the game, man. Yeah, and uh, looks like Bridgewater's gonna start for Tua. People saying Tua should retire after all the concussions. He's not retiring. That's what I'm saying. These guys know what they're getting into, and they'll keep playing. I mean, he's had a lot of concussions this year. You know, you worry about him... 10, 15, 20 years down the line. Dementia, all this stuff. It happens. The Giants spent 40000 Sunday night at Say Less uh, restaurant for a private party. And a bunch of players I saw gave a really... Galladay, a couple of vets. Uh, Barkley gave a very generous tip. Geno Smith gave words of encouragement to Zach Wilson Sunday. Yeah. He said, listen, it's, it's a tough game. And, you know, like he said, for him, it might not work out here, but, you know, believe in yourself. Look, at, he never stopped believing in himself. He never stopped. Lions at Packers Sunday Night Football. That's a flex game Sunday night. It might not matter. Well, I mean, the Packers win they're in. but the Lions need a lot of help. And Panthers owner David Tepper had a conversation with Jim Harbaugh. Goodbye. Go. You want to go, dude? Go. You know, you, you, you had your chance. I guess you want a second chance. We'll see what happens on that one. But, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, Sean Clifford, six years, 31 wins tied, tied with Trace McSorley for most wins by a quarterback in Penn State history. Second Rose Bowl win. I said last one was '95 with Paterno, who coached another 17 years. 11 and two matches the best record of James Franklin's nine years at Penn State. Fourth time he's won 11 games, and they beat the seventh-ranked Pac-12 champs. Nothing to shake a tail feather at. ECC went five and four in bowls. Pitt, Florida State, Duke, Louisville, Wake Forest, one Clemson, UNC. Those were two. <laughs> yeah, UNC and Lincoln Riley has now lost six games when holding a lead of at least 14 points since becoming a head coach in 2017, most in FBS in that span. And and uh, Tulane was down all game. They took the lead with nine seconds left. That's it. That's it. Lincoln Riley, given the golden ticket, and I heard that Oklahoma fans, after the win, are going to give to the uh, Green Wave uh, Collective because they can't stand uh, Lincoln Riley after how he left Oklahoma. Yeah. I'm not a fan of Lincoln Riley. And his brother is coaching. His offensive coordinator, what's it, Garrett, is coaching TCU in the championship game Monday night. And last night, Clay Thompson had 54 in the win over the 143-141 win over the Hawks. Two or fewer free throws this year. He had 54 last night. First 50-point game since 2019. He had 54. Poole had 28. And Murray and and Trey Young combined for tw- uh, 55 points. Th- there was crazy games last night. You had Rookies of the Month, Keegan Murray for the Kings forward, Magic forward, Paolo Banquero. He was also Rookie of the Year. Players of the Week, Doncic seven in a row for, the, for the, uh, the Mavs. He averaged 49 points, 13 rebounds, 11 assists this week, triple-double. And Porzingis, the unicorn. Zion Williamson, hamstring in- injury. He won't play versus the Rockets tomorrow. Kelly Oubre, Junior is out four to six weeks for the Hornets under underwent surgery on torn ligament and left hand averaging over 20 points, five rebounds and assist. Rafael Devers signed a one year, 17.5. He signed his qualifying offer. They're trying to get a long-term extension with him. Correa Bumble sends me stuff all the time. Supposedly that the deal is with them. The Mets, it's going to get done with them because the giants are still interested, but they took their offer off the table, offer offer off the table. And it's the holidays. I said, I said, Bumbles, it's bullshit. So what if it's the holidays? Who cares if it's the holidays? Does Correa want to get paid? You know, you only get paid. Boris only gets paid when he, you know, signs his, now I know he's making all this money, but you only get paid when you work. And if people want to work, hey, listen, yesterday was a holiday. I trained people. People worked, wanted to work on New Year's Eve. I would have trained them New Year's Day. If someone wanted to work on New Year's Day, I would have done New Year's Day if someone wanted to get a workout in. Yeah. Yeah, you work. I don't want to hear about the holiday bullshit. Let's get this done. And Sabian, who won three rings with the, with the giants is now going to be an advisor for brian cashman uh okay you know is it going to help them win a championship this year no you need pitching they don't have pitching and you know we'll see what happens with judge this year i mean listen phenomenal year but can he keep it up hey it doesn't matter he's captain he's here you don't want to let him go it would be weird to see him in another uniform i'm glad that he's going to finish his career as a yankee the only way it should be you know that's so we'll see what happens to the yankees we'll see what happens to the mets I think Correa wants to play in the bigger market. I think he knows he they, he could be on a special team, and everybody wants to win a championship. And uh, Christian Ronaldo said he's done in Europe. I've won everything. Yeah, he's going to go play for Al Nazir. Good for, the, what, $300 million? $200 million a season? Good for you. You know, you've won everything. I'm I'm so happy you've won everything. But you really didn't win everything. Messi won the World Cup. You didn't win a World Cup. I know that you won World Championships. I thought you were injured in the final game that Portugal won, that... Uh, the uh, championship, but no, you didn't win everything. You won everything in Europe, you really didn't. And uh, yeah, I feel like you know you've had a great career. Make all the money you can, and uh, good luck. And don't let the door hit you on the way out. And University has secured necessary f- funds for a Ewing contract buyout, but President of Georgetown Jack uh, DeJoya expressed reluctance to fire Ewing midseason. They have had a terrible season. I, I mean. I don't know what's going on there, man. I mean, it's just amazing how they suck. Louisville's having a Kenny Payne. They're having a terrible season. Syracuse has been up and down. And Greg Burhalter Ber- the USA soccer coach, uh, USA men's national team, admits he kicked his wife after a heated argument outside a bar in 1991. They reconciled them together 25 years, and she played soccer at UNC with Gio Reina's mother, was roommates with, uh burr halter's wife and you you would think that would be something they would have talked about so we're going back something that happened you know 31 years ago we kicked his wife in a heated argument i don't know why he kicked her but i mean i mean i guess they're you, everything you know i mean they're, they're going back 31 years nobody's perfect and you know it's it's ridiculous it's like everybody unbelievable i'm like oh my god I, I, can't, I can't take it. I just can't take it sometimes. And the Jaguars are seeking to make $1 billion in stadium renovations with proposed plans to include shade roof over bowl seats, capacity decrease from sixty to 60,000. We will essentially end up with a new stadium built on the existing structure. So why not just build a brand new stadium? I don't know. I guess we'll see how that works out. The house that Trevor built. We'll see what happens crazy right and conor bedard is now 15 goals most in canadian world cup junior ch- hockey championships history passes jordan Eberly, who had 14 and they play the usa i think they play usa in the i'm trying to see is that right they play yeah tomorrow austria versus latvia at 10 a.m Chechia at sweden at 2 30 and canada usa at 6 30 Oh wait. The two is Czechia versus Sweden and Canada-USA. The Austria versus Latvia is the relegation. So Canada-USA tomorrow. Juniors. Good for them. All right. So, Bedard now holds the following records of the world juniors. Most points by Canadian all-time, 34. Most goals by Canadian all-time, 16. Most points in a single tournament by an 18-player, 21. All right. And that's the, that's going to be the number one pick in the draft. And Dominic Smith, Bumbles, Jay. He is now a national, so I want Dom. I love him. I just love him. I feel like I want him to succeed. I, I just, there's something about him. I just, he's he's a cool dude, in my opinion. I just I just always liked him. The Knicks won last night. Oh, well, they won during the day 103 83, 20 18, 7th in the East. Randall at 28. Brunson at 24. Quickly at 15. Robinson at a double double. Grimes at 12. Second straight game, the Knicks held an opponent under 90. And the Julius Randle thumb-down incident that Garden was about a year ago. Yesterday, he was getting MVP champs, chance. Asked about coming first circle with the fans. I don't remember that yet. They remember everything. Thank you, Fred Katz, for that. But they got a win. The Nets' 12th straight win. What's that, 15-16? 139-103 and a laugher over the Spurs. They're 25-12. Spurs are 12-25. and 25. Keldon Johnson had 22 to lead the Spurs. Spurs. Kyrie had 15 in the first quarter. 27 for the game. Katie had 25. They were up 27 at the half. Gotham City crew. How you doing? Any questions? Any sports questions? Let them rip. And Nick Claxton, block party. He is a hair behind Brooke Lopez. 2.5 per game. Brooke Lopez is 2.6. Last 17 games, Katie and Kyrie, Durant's averaging 30 points, seven rebounds, six assists. And Kyrie's averaging 27, five rebounds, five assists. They're 16 and one in the last 17. 16 and one. They were two and five. They were one and five. Think about that. One and five. And since then, they are 24 and seven. And it, Jacques Vaughn is doing shit, man. He's getting it done. He is getting it done. And you know what? I know Tom was upset that I didn't talk about him. Didn't give him love. I gave it to Jody. I, I love And Andre and Steven, I love the sign. I got to get it put up, but we have, I'm not good. I need someone to put it in for me. I'm not good at that stuff, but I will put it up. And I I love, I love my bobblehead. Tom, I love it. Jody, I love it. I would sleep with it if I didn't break it. You know, Michigan jokes that I love it more than her. It just, I just think it was such a a thoughtful gift that it just brings a smile to my face. I love it. I really do. You know? Yeah. Let me, let me show everybody. I got to make sure I carry it for people looking at the show, the live today, look at this thing. It's like, it's like, it's like my mini me. Look at that. Look at that. How awesome is this thing? This thing is awesome. I love it. I like the ripples in my chest. Me doing a deadlift. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, it just, it just makes me very happy. So I'm I'm just, yeah. And Donovan Mitchell, 71 points, 11 rebounds, 8 assists. He counted for 99 points in a 145-134 overtime win. And when he was at the Jazz, and Quinn Snyder had him practice to shoot a miss, he had, okay, it was 130-127. And, or was it, wait. So I think he needed to, I think he made one. And he knew he he had to miss one. I forget what the score was, but he missed it on purpose, ran and got the rebound, and shot it to send it into overtime at 130 all. I don't know why he wouldn't have made all three. But he made a play that he sent it to overtime, and he scored 55 of his points after halftime. 71 points. He's the sixth player to score at least 71 in the game. Jordan never did it. LeBron never did it. Uh, Kevin Love said he saw it. Kyrie scored 55 at home against Portland, 57 in overtime in San Antonio. Yeah, they didn't have Darius Garland, no, no Evan Mobley, and Jamie Bickerstaff said he never saw that, uh, never saw that in, something like that in person. 99 points accounted for in the 145-134 win. So you have Chamberlain, Kobe Bryant, Robinson, Elgin Baylor, and David Thompson. That's a 71. That's a 71 club before Mitchell. 71 points, 10 assists. shooting, 20-25 on free free throws. And he had a 78.9 true shooting, which is based on, takes into account field goals, three-point field goals, and free throws. So he had a 78.9 true shooting. And they said that David Thompson, when he had 73 against the Pistons in 78, he had 78, so he had a better true shooting game than than, uh, David Thompson had back in 78. Thank you, Shane Young, for that one. Unbelievable. I mean... 15-19 from two-point shots, seven for 15 from three, 71 points. And Kyrie Irving said he and Donovan Mitchell were playing call duty in the afternoon and he knew Mitchell was locked in, said he's happy Mitchell broke his Cavs record and that records are meant to be broken. 34th game as a Cav. 34th game. 71 points. 55 in the second half. And had the wherewithal, missed the free throw, practiced it, got the ball back. I mean, first of all, it's all hustle play. And he had all the big guys in with him. Jared Allen, he had all he had all the big guys in with him, and he went around one of the bulls. I forget who he went around. Caught the ball and shot it midair on a on a acrobatic play because I don't know. I still I think maybe they were down 130, 126. At the yes, he made one to make it twenty seven, and he had two free throws left, and he knew. Wait, had to be they were down by two, I, and he had Kevin Love back at the three point line because he said they were either going to get the shot or get the win. He got the ball, sent it to overtime. Oh, I think he right. He only had two free throws. I'm sorry. He didn't have three. He had two free throws. Knew he couldn't he knew he knew he needed another shot. That's why he missed the second free throw. I'm sorry. I, I sometimes think as I'm going through this stuff. I'm not perfect. I never was. Don't you just last night at 39 points, seven in a row for the Mavs, 111-106 over the Rocks, They're twenty two and sixteen. That is their longest win streak since two thousand eleven. Christian Wood had twenty one points, five blocks. Most blocks by a by a um, by a map this season, and Purdue for the second year in a row as the number one team lost to Rutgers this time at home, sixty-five, sixty-four. So earlier today, the day, the, uh, the football team lost sixty-three to seven to to LSU in the Citrus Bowl, which was beyond ugly. I mean that that that's an ass kicking, but you didn't have a starting quarterback, you didn't have your top receiver bad things happen. So Rutgers is now 10 and four and Purdue is now 13 and one. Yeah. yeah. And March Madness, the, the NCA's division one transformation committee recommends that each D one sports championship included access to 25% of the schools, not sport. So you got 68 teams in the, in the Mar- in March Madness, that's less than 20%. So I guess they're going to add more teams. And someone said that the Sean Paul covers basketball. Said that there's, you know, you you have uh, last year with St. Peter's that the parity that there's so much the talent level is so. Hey, Delita's joined the show. Happy New Year to you, Delita. That the that the talent is so finite now that you know, and I agree that in the smaller conferences, the regular season champ and the and the if you want to do that then add the regular season champ in the smaller conferences and the team that wins the conference tournament. Because usually the, the, the team, it's very hard to win the regular season and win the conference tournament. It happens, but you just have to have one bad day. And I say, okay, maybe go up to 96 teams, and you'll get more teams in and get more teams from outside the, uh, the Power 5 conferences. I, I like that. I think that would be a good thing. I think that would be really, I, I like that idea. I like that going forward. And Eddie Hearn has revealed Anthony Joshua is going to fight a top fifteen opponent in April. Summer Dillian White the thir- second, and he, and they want a Tyson Fury Deontay Wilder fight in the autumn. He thinks it's nailed on for two thousand twenty three. I don't really give a shit. I got to be honest, I really don't care. But Winter Classic, T-Mobile, the Mariner Stadium next next year, she will be excited. Kraken will host the Golden Knights. I like that. And they're hoping to put – so they need to make it outside, but they want to put the the rink so it has a cover in case it rains, but put the outdoor stadium – but put almost like – yeah, like a cover over the the skating uh, ice so that they won't get water on the the, – on the ice and they didn't want to have Vancouver which would seem like a more natural rivalry because they want the Kraken to stand on their own which I like which I like a lot yeah that'll be cool I like I think that would be great alright did I miss anything today I don't think so yeah Hamlin's journey and yeah, we talked about him Bull Bull Magic is, is in protocols Michigan women beat Penn State 82-70 that was a day game yeah, that's about it. All right. Okay, so let's get the trivia questions from the last show. Oh, wait, who's playing tonight? Who's playing tonight? in the, I don't think the Rangers are playing tonight. And B, the last six games averaging over 37 points, 10 rebounds, 2 blocks. And the Sixers are only... I thought I found that. Wait, wait, what's he doing here? He's playing well. Yeah. Seeing if I missed anything. Yeah. yeah, Sixers are one game out for the four seed. Still a lot. Still a lot. Still early. Okay, so we'll see what happens on that front. Crap, what I was looking for. Oh, trivia questions. Trivia questions. Oh wait, I was oh I was looking up sports tonight. Is anything on tonight? You have on UNC's out of the top twenty five. Of course they are because they suck. <sighs> yeah. Getting the nitty gritty of the football season. Uh, Spurs Knicks tomorrow Nets Bulls tomorrow Nets on the road Wake Forest North Carolina tomorrow night We got hockey tomorrow night Hurricane Rangers tonight At home So I guess we're watching hockey tonight At 7 o'clock Yeah Rangers are 10 points Behind the Hurricanes And Trying to see Is anybody else playing today yeah, men today. Syracuse, Louisville. Syracuse nine five. Louisville two and twelve. Yuck. 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 And Michigan is now women's basketball at t- thirteen and two. Penn State fell at ten and five. Yeah, we'll see what happens on that front. Yeah. All right. So let's get to trivia questions. I guess Talita has no sports questions. Her son is uh, in college at one of the SUNY schools, and he is trying. He is. He's going to work in sports management. Love sports. So I told him to come on the show. Delita. The offer stands. Tell tell Jax. Tell J-Man. j dog I want him on the show. All right. So last show's trivia question. Oh, my God. Someone in my fantasy football league finished in last place and as punishment has to take the SAT. Someone is wondering if anybody has tips, trick videos, or sites for the SAT. I am someone... You know what? It's just dumb. That's just dumb. I'd rather, you know, something streak, streak in the, but take the SAT. Why? So, and I have to study for it? That's what you lose? Give him something, you know, make him jump out of an airplane. That would be the better thing. Take an SAT? I don't want to take it. That means I got to study for it? Fuck that shit. I'm not doing that shit. No, not happening. All right. Most points by an NBA player on his birthday? LeBron with 303 surpassing, he's 38, he was 38, had 47 points, 10 rebounds, 9 assists, in their 130-121 victory, who they beat that day, I know I know, I know, know. Dave must be ecstatic about that one, they beat the Hawks, so Hawks are not playing that good right now, single assist from a triple-double, season 9-47, only two of which came in the first quarter, was good enough to make him the fourth player in league history to drop at least 45 points at age 38 or older, joining Jordan three times, Kareem, and Jamal Crawford. Second most points he's ever had on his birthday. He had 48 when he turned 25 in 2009. 70th career game of 40-plus points, tying Kareem and Rick Barry eighth all-time. He now trails Abdul-Jabbar by only 527 points for the all-time lead. His mom, Gloria was there, and his wife, Savannah. He said, they've been with me since this... Before this twenty-year campaign started, to the rock to everything that I do, to have them there tonight, sitting courtside, and just being a part of this journey, being here for my birthday, being here for the holidays—it's pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. And today, you know, yesterday you had a big, you had a big touchdown by Tulane in their win over USC. But what was the longest play in Cotton Bowl history? Scoring play in Cotton Bowl history? Longest scoring play in Cotton Bowl history? Gumbo chef, congrats on Tulane. Uh, I, I do wish that, you know, I, I wish for the best for I, I, I do for DeMar Hamlin. I do. That's I, We wish the best. T. Higgins, it wasn't your fault. It's a play. Gumbo Chef, great workout. Love Tulane. Kramer was wearing his Tulane shirt. I love that too. Uh, we'll see what happens with the Jets. The I mean, season's over, but well, I mean, it might be changed. I don't think Sal's going to get fired. And we'll see if Harbaugh ends up in the NFL, which looks like it could happen. Not shocked about that. And um, happy and healthy New Year to everybody. Spoke to Bill today. Harris, awesome. Hal, congrats. Lottie, awesome. Lottie Ruth, 6 pounds, 12 ounces. She's gorgeous. Number three, she'll become a superstar athlete. I I just feel it. Maybe she'll play softball or baseball. She'll become the first female in MLB history. Lanker, always love talking to you about sports. Uh, Bumbles always sends me crazy stuff. O.J. Simpson, shut the fuck up. Skip Bayless, yeah. I I didn't think the tweet was anything, but I thought today, this morning, about, it's not about you, you know? That's your job. People would would, would, would kill to have your job and to sit there, it's hard to do your job. That's what you have to do, dude. That's the way life is. Shit happens and bad things happen in life and we have to get up and keep doing what we do. And that's why I'm doing the show today because I can sit there and be like, oh, no, I'm doing my show, that's what I do. I do my podcast. Peace out, everybody. Great day. Send love to Michigan. My parents, Mrs. S, Bear, everybody, have a great day. Chris, happy new year. It was good talking to you yesterday. Jason, congrats on your Chargers. Damian, congrats, nine straight for your Niners. I know I'm blanking on someone. LG and Ben, happy and healthy. And everybody have a great day. Peace out. I got to go. Adios.